Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. I'm Joe Marino and oh shit. Oh dear. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs of the Draft Network, which launches on August 6th. So get ready, mark your calendars. You're going to wake up on that Monday, and you're going to be really happy when that website goes live because we're changing the game for how the NFL draft is covered. And uh, Kyle, I just wanted to. I just got a little hold of my ahead of myself there, but I had to, you know, I said I said Draft Network, and I had to start talking up the launch date. Yes, get your popcorn ready, right? Get your popcorn, get a big old bucket of Monster Energy drink, preferably the White Ice, and uh, I'm sorry, the Zero Ultra is the one you're looking for, the white can, and uh, Monster. You can call me anytime, man. Let's get this thing lined up, and just be ready to go. Because we are plugging away, and we are going to have a ton, a ton of great stuff lined up. Yeah, it's it's the amount of content that's going to be there at launch is pretty freaking ridiculous. The features are ridiculous. But then, like, our content plan on a daily basis, like, you, you're going to need to come two, three times a day, I mean, to keep up with everything. So uh, we, we are committing – you know, our lives to this this project in terms of our professional lives. And so there is a, a lot for you. Uh, so come in. Make sure you're following our handle. It's at – wait, what is it? It's at Draft Network LLC there on you Twitter. You there can you get go. it from both Kyle and I's Twitter bios if, if you if you miss that. So, uh, hey, look, we owe the people an apology, Kyle. We, how the crap did we just forget about the AFC North? I mean, what? A couple guys on Twitter reached out to us like, hey, well, what the hell, man? You got to get got to get our division in. And it, it, it came to us that, holy crap, we legitimately forgot the AFC North in this My Ultimate Series. But we're going to make good on that today. Well, no, I was just taking the entire 2018 Browns starting lineup and giving them the Steelers head coaching staff. That, that That's that's my, my ultimate team. Like, we don't even have to do a podcast anymore. Well, I mean, that team still would have Tyrod Taylor on your as a quarterback. So no, they Baker, could, Baker you know, Mayfield's kinda... a starting quarterback. Come well, on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. We'll th- I do not think Baker will start the season. No. 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 I don't think he will either. No. 
So the concept again here, we are going to pick our ultimate starting lineup using only players from the AFC North, which is the Steelers, Ravens, Browns, and Bengals. And uh, Kyle and I are going to pick our, our, our optimal starting lineup. The only season that we're concerned with is 2018, so keep that in mind. We're not building a dynasty team here. This is only for 2018. We're going to go position by position and pick our optimal starting lineups. And uh, let's get into this thing, Kyle. Yes, yeah, so a quarterback. Uh, Joe, I'm, I'm going to jump out in front of you since you gave me grief last time about uh, never taking the lead on quarterback. And, ooh, it's warm in here, Joe. Because, you're not, you're not going to do it. Because as we pick the 2018 starting quarterback for the My Ultimate AFC North team, there is only one choice, and it is Ben Roethlisberger, of course. Oh. You got real on the edge of your seat there, though. Man, really. I do. I can feel it. You've done this a few times. I was like, "Is he gonna go Baker? Is he gonna go Baker?" No, and, no, I couldn't. Uh, could what? could not bring myself to go Baker because I don't think Baker does start the season. You know, it's it is a little bit of a jump. Uh, I feel comfortable once he's in the starting lineup. You know, his, his mental processing skills and and his ability to stay composed. And you know, here I, I'm not even picking him, and I'm talking him up. Uh, I think those are traits that will lend it well to him in the NFL. But for this year, yeah, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger, season pro, you know, it's the top 10 pick since 2004. He's won the Super Bowl uh, twice, I believe. You know, just, just He's done everything that there is to do, by and large, in the world of football. And, yeah. um, you know, he's, he's long in the tooth, but we're talking a one-year project here. So give me Ben. Give me that. Sturdiness in the pocket, that downfield arm, that big playability, those extended plays. I want that from Ben Roethlisberger this year. Kyle, I have no uh, no disagreement with there with you there. Ben Roethlisberger is my is my quarterback, best quarterback in this division by far, and I still think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the game. And that running back, Kyle, he's going to get his running back for one more year, just like in real life. Le'Veon Bell is my pick. I don't think. There's a whole lot of debate here. He's probably the best running back in the game. He gives you uh, the receiving upside. Uh, his his vision and patience as a runner is just an uncanny uh, skill set and how that works together and how, the yards that he creates. He's just such a unique player, and he's so, uh, he's so dynamic, he's so versatile, and he's so creative in terms of how he makes, makes yards on offense. And, I mean, uh, the contract situation is certainly interesting with – Basically, all indications that this is his last season in Pittsburgh. But uh, uh, man, I, I just don't know how you can pick someone else at running back. Yeah, it's a no-brainer, right? And, and this is why Pittsburgh has kind of been in the lead of this division for the most part for a substantial amount of time. You know, Baltimore's kind of been nipping at their heels on and off, but uh, they have a solidified foundation in the backfield, and when we get to receivers, we're going to see that they've got at least one uh, lock to be a part of this, one of the best players in football. So uh, Pittsburgh's sturdiness as a franchise has been built around these two players for the most part for the past five years. And uh, Le'Veon, his, um, I, I know he hasn't been able to consistently play 16 games. It's not something he's been able to do, but he is such a big weapon that uh, you know it's it's and with the skill set that he has, it's a trump card to be able to have him over 
any of the other candidates who simply have not proven it to the extent that Le'Veon has, nor do they have the talent that Le'Veon has. So, Joe, as we shift to skill players, I kind of teed this a little bit. Spoiler alert, Antonio Brown's going to be on my wide receiver group. A.J. Green, Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, this will be the best team this guy's ever played on, so you're welcome, A.J. <laughs> welcome to the squad. And uh, th- this third receiver slot, there's some interesting options, but I'm going to go with uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who was a breakout player last year. And uh, I thought Juju was, was a really pleasant development. You know, I, I had him graded as a second-round player coming out of the NFL draft process, and, and my concerns with him were really centered around um, ability to separate on the boundary. Well, you know, they, they put him in the slot there for a vast majority of the season in Pittsburgh, and the dude just tears it up. And he's such a fun personality. He's an energetic guy, uh, really like to have – that in your locker room, you know, he's a, he's a goofball, but on all the right ways. He's like, he's not getting in trouble. He's like going to Comic-Con and a bunch of like fun shit like that. It's like you could, I would pay to hang out with Juju Smith-Schuster for an afternoon. He's a fun dude and he's extremely talented, which is the more important component here. So I got Antonio Brown, AJ Green, probably put AJ at the X, Antonio to Z, Juju in slot. Kyle, I've got Antonio Brown. I've got A.J. Green. Those are two of the best receivers in the game. Uh, but, man, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon's my other court, uh, wide receiver. And, I mean, that dude, I, I mean, I get it, some of the concerns that come with him. But, man, his ability is, is freakish. And uh, he's got ridiculous speed with pads on. He's got great ball skills. He separates. He's physically talented. And, and I know that there's some baggage with him. But, to to think about a receiving core with AJ Green, Josh Gordon, and Antonio Brown. I mean, that's that's just too good to pass up. I I was thinking that you were going to find a way to go with Juice Landry as uh as your slot. Um, so you know, I think you you were you even like uh exceeded my uh my thoughts on where you were going to go there with the Juju Smith. So that was a pretty bold one there, especially passing up on. Landry, who I know you like, and then, you know, a super talented player like Gordon. Yeah, I mean, Josh, as you said, you know, the the talent there is immeasurable, but still just a little bit too much of a question mark. I want the – I want a guy, a guy who I know is going to be there, and I'm really rooting for Josh. Like, don't get me wrong. I want Josh to be on the field for 16 games because that talent is like a whole nother level. But he hasn't done it. So go go do it this year. Let's do this in 2019. And Josh Gordon would probably be there over Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah, we'll see how Tyrod Taylor impacts his ability to produce. That'll be that'll be interesting. Yeah. Tight end style. I, I think this one could be fun. Tight end. I want you know I love Tyler Eifert, but he's always hurt. I got to go with David Njoku going with the All upside. Oh, the chief and. He's uh look I I know that um maybe he's not your classic inline tight end but that dude is a special receiving threat. I mean his ability to create after the catch is pretty rare for a tight end. So you got a, a legit three level threat in David and Joku and you know I think he can work the middle of the field just fine separate against man coverage. He's obviously going to bust zones but it's that it's a yards after the catch ability that 
you know, kind of puts the icing on the cake when you think about his skill set, especially with this group of weapons. And, you know, this is this is not really a group of skill players that any defense is going to be able to match up with. It's a pretty rare group, and uh, I went with the upside guy here in Njoku at tight end. I'm surprised you didn't go with Baltimore Raven Vince Maley. Uh, He's a bad receiver. Or, or Max Williams. Or their starter, Nick Boyle, with his two PED suspensions. Look, that's still not as bad as Dallas's. Tight Holy cow, man! Um, yeah, you got to go with the Chief, David and Joku. Just a physical freak, man. Like, and that's what like I'm really excited for Cleveland in general. Like, Gordon Coleman, meh. Take it or leave <laughs> it. Jarvis Landry, uh, David and Joku, Seth the Valve still there. They got a vet and da- Darren Fells. You could just send him packing. Give all the tight end reps to David and Joku, please. And then they got Nick Chubb, Duke Johnson, Carlos Hyde. They got some talent. But in uh, Joku, I, th- I think this is a dude that that's really poised to have a lot of explosive plays. He might not be a volume receiver, but I think he's going to have a ton of explosive plays. And you put him in the same my ultimate situation that we're crafting here, Joe. And uh, I, I think that same thing still applies. So. As we move on to the offensive line, I think um, there's an interesting case to be made here for a number of guys. But as I work my way through, I, I, I definitely want to have Ronnie Stanley. And I definitely want to have Alejandro Villanueva. Those are my two guys. I'm really comfortable with that pairing, putting those guys on the field. Um, size length that's what those guys get by with you know they're they're fairly athletic guys but they win because they're large and you get those guys that big wingspan out there on the edge and i'm going to be able to protect against some of the speed rushers that are going to come in this division when we pick when it's time to do the defensive side kyle i'm with you on one of those alejandro villanueva he's going to be one of my tackles on the other side i'm going with cordy glenn of the Bengals. you homer he's a good i knew that dude's that dude's a good football player man i mean he uh he's so interesting he came out of uh georgia you know everybody had this big debate is he a guard is he a tackle and uh you know buddy nicks the gm of the bills at the time he he uh he, he kind of really put the narrative out there that he's a guard only, and the Bills stole him in the second round. Fantastic draft pick. I think he's one of the best five or eight offensive tackles in the game when, when he's healthy, and you know, by all indications his foot injury is going to be fine. And man, He uh, he, he just plug him into that lineup, and you don't have to worry about one of, those, one of those tackle slots. He's big. He can move. He's got that length. Buffalo had and to worry I about it last year. Well, look, he he was hurt all year. He oh, only okay. played like 200 snaps. Oh, that's not uh, good. You want you want to set your season on that guy? Yeah, yeah, I think he's <laughs> gonna be fine. I think he's gonna be fine, Kyle. Villain the Wava and Glenn for me at tackle. We'll go to the interior here. This is I'll be honest. This is probably one of the hardest spots because there's some good players that I wasn't able uh, to to get into the mix here. So. I'll start off with my center. That's going to be J.C. Treader from the Browns. I mean, I think he's consistent, as consistent as it comes. He's one of the intelligent centers in the in the league, he's, and he's an ass kicker. He can move bodies, and I like him in space. For my guards, I mean, this is like an all all world pairing. Uh, Marshall Yanda, who's arguably been the go- best guard in football for the last eight years, 
and then David DeCastro with the Steelers, who might have been the best guard in football last year. And so I think you get that interior trio, you've got a really good uh, group. And, you know, it's really hard for me to leave guys like Joel Batonio out of this, but uh, I, I had to go with those other three. Yeah, so we, we were really close here to being totally on the same page. I went with the technicality that both DeCastro and Yanda are put in the right guard slots. Give me Yanda and give me Joel Batonio. Joel Batonio is like very quietly a very, very strong starting guard at the NFL level. Uh, he, he made the jump. I know he, he started a little slow as far as his rookie year, but ever since he's been terrific. So give me Batonio, give me Treader, and give me Yanda. But as you said, Joe, there's there's some talent here on the interior that you uh, you could have made several variations and had right selections in doing so. Flipping over the defensive side of the football, we got a really interesting group, an interesting blend, I think is a good way to put it, of... of uh, edge rushers here because you got some really different molds. You got Pittsburgh and Baltimore and those guys playing, you know, kind of three, four hybrids. And uh, Cincinnati's got kind of this weird, weird front where they go with like power ends and then Cleveland with a base four, three. Joe, you can give me Miles Garrett to be one of my pass rushers and Forgive me for my sins, but I am going to go with the homer pick here. You can give me T.J. Watt on the other side. I know T.J.'s not as proven as a guy like Terrell Suggs or, uh, I mean, heck, you you could even make an argument for Carlos Dunlap if you wanted to put him on the end, even though he's a a bigger end. But um, T.J. Watt, Really loved him throughout the draft process. He had a promising rookie season. He did get hampered a little bit with a hamstring, or I'm sorry, a groin injury about halfway through the year last year. Kind of laid him up. Still finished with six sacks. I think he was tied for third in the NFL in, in sacks as a rookie. And then Miles Garrett, you know, the number one pick from the 2017 NFL draft class, just oozing with talent. So those are my two guys here. Yeah, this was tough. Uh, Miles Garrett is, is one of mine. I think we know that the freakish upside that he has is, like you said, the number one overall pick last year. For the other side, man, I re- I've fretted this one. I wanted to go Watt. I wanted to go my dude, Carl Lawson, the guy I had a first-round grade on. But I settled on the savvy veteran that is Carlos Dunlap. I mean, this dude, if you look at his career, just as consistent and solid as they come. He's a good run defender, and he's got 64 and a half sacks over his – eight seasons. I mean, if you look at kind of his history for the last five years, he's played in every game, had at least seven and a half sacks every year. And uh, I just think he's highly consistent. And uh, This defense is going to be a, a, an interesting blend of kind of vets and young guys. And so uh, this is kind of a, one, a good way to encapsulate that with a young guy in Garrett and a vet like Dunlap, which yeah. you'll see at some other positions here as well. Defensive Tackle, interior. Um, one of mine is going to be definitely Geno Atkins from the Bengals. He's one of the best three defensive tackles in the game. Uh, he gives you the ability to you know, penetrate and get on the other side of the line of scrimmage and wreak havoc in the backfield. He's a good pass rusher. We know how valuable interior pressure is, and he gives you that. 
Uh, on the other side of him, give me Cameron Hayward from the Steelers. I think he's probably their best defensive lineman. I know that uh, Stefan Tewart's a stud, but uh, Hayward at this point, I think he complements a little bit more what I have in Atkins and, and gives me a stud duo on the interior. This is boring. We got the same two. Uh, I'm a little disappointed. You know, I, th- I thought about Javon Hargrave. Yeah, I did. Just too. being a really, really promising young player as a third round pick. Uh, thank God they, they drafted him so they could get Daniel McCullers' uh, immobile rear end out of the nose tackle spot as the starter on along the defensive line in Pittsburgh. Uh, what a change that is. Imagine, like, I'm trying to think of an analogy for what going from Daniel McCullers to Javon Hargraves like as far as an upgrade. That might be homework for the people. Give me your best comparison for A to B, like the upgrade button on uh, the meme. Joe, you know which one I'm talking about? It's like a picture of uh, yeah, yeah. a guy, it's, like the, it's the, the upgrade button, yeah. yeah, the upgrade blue button, and then the new guy. I want to know what your comparisons are for that, because that's one heck of a jump from point A to point B. But, Joe, we do have the same two guys, Geno Atkins, Cameron Hayward. So we're going to move to linebackers. And Joe, call me crazy, I've got two Cleveland Browns on my linebacker group here. <laughs> I do, too. I got, I got Jamie Collins. One of the most versatile linebackers in football. I got C.J. Mosley, who's one of the most reliable linebackers in football. And I got Christian Kirksey as my will. Uh, There's a lot of range in this linebacker group, Joe. So um, I really didn't. uh, Obviously, if Ryan Shazier is healthy, that's a name that's probably going to find a slotting in here. But uh, unfortunately, we would obviously wish Ryan well. It looks like he's doing well with his recovery and up and moving around. But uh, football is the last thing that Ryan Shazier should be thinking about right now. So out of the guys that are available, give me these three guys. And I really didn't have anybody else that I even considered. Yeah, yeah, this was this is a pretty slam dunk. Uh, I have the exact same three: Mosley, Collins, Kirksey. Kirksey, super underrated player. Uh, I think you'll, you know, as the Browns start to 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 do better, you'll he'll get some more attention. He's very deserving. Of Mosley, one of the most versatile, uh, solid interior backers in the game. I think when we did, uh, we did our ultimate starting lineup across the NFL. I think you picked him, you know, and so that that speaks to to where he is, and as well as uh, Collins, who is, again, another versatile player that uh, is, is a true standout at his position. So no disagreements from he from me here on the linebacker. But let's get to these cornerbacks, Kyle, because mm-hmm. I think this could be fun. I, I went with – I have some hot, some hot takes on these corners. And uh, for me, I'm going with a couple of young guys out on the boundary. Number one, give me William Jackson. Uh, I think he's as talented as any dude in the NFL playing corner. You saw some of those flashes so far. He's, he's probably – defended Antonio Brown as good as anyone ever has. He's got ridiculous ball skills. I, I love him, love the length. On the other side, there's some veterans in this division, but I'm overlooking them all. Give me Marlon Humphrey from the Baltimore Ravens. Damn it! And uh, Look, I get an, an exceptional press guy uh, who is he gives me that physicality that I just love in a corner. His ball skills were criticized coming out of college. I thought that was overstated, but, man, I think that Marlon Humphrey has such a big – 
upside in terms of what he can do as a press corner. So give me those two young dudes on the outside. Well, this is boring. We've got the same two guys, oh, Joe. You didn't go Hayden? You didn't go Jimmy Smith? Hayden, no, don't insult my intelligence and act like I was going to pick Joe Hayden. I thought about Jimmy Smith, yeah. but I ultimately went with Marlon. I thought Marlon had a terrific rookie year last year. And you you got to figure, you know, he, he's only going to get better, and uh, that's quite a pairing, him and William Jackson. Those, those two guys together is... Whew, that's a potent mix. As we shift to safeties, uh, Joe, call me crazy. I'm going with the Ravens duo. I'm going Eric Weddle at the free. I'm going Tony Jefferson at the strong. Uh, this is not an exceptionally strong group across the division. Depends on what your thoughts are on Jabril Peppers. It's how you feel about Demarius Randall switching back to, to safety from corner. It's do you think Sean Davis is the player that he showed like he was in his rookie season, or was he more like the player that he was last year in his sophomore season? And I like Sean Davis, but I don't know which player he is. So I'm I'm definitely not picking Terrell Edmonds either. I'm going with Tony Jefferson and Eric Weddle. Uh, man, yeah, safety was kind of disappointing looking through these depth charts. So we're with we're, I'm on the same page with Eric Weddle. Um, I thought about Tony Jefferson, but for my other spot, give me George Aloka from the Bengals. I think he's one of the more underrated guys in the league. He's been a starter now for the Bengals for, what, five seasons, and, and uh, he's a big dude, man. He's a he's a guy that can play downhill. He can match up with some of those bigger physical tight ends. And, uh, you know, I know that he's, you know, not necessarily the most exciting pick, but he's a, he's a really strong starting caliber safety and uh in a division in the division where i thought it was kind of underwhelming I-, I thought he was a he was a sound pick but uh certainly the the nfc the afc north is lacking when it comes to young talent at the safety position all right so we're, we're gonna try this again right we're, we're yeah. gonna say that this is it for the my ultimate series uh i think we mean it this time Apologies to those AFC North fans who became immediately disenfranchised with us and uh, kind of told us to kick rocks. They're like, listen, dudes, you, you didn't do our dark room, man. <laughs> so here we are. You know, We're making amends. It's a Tuesday. And I don't know if you guys noticed this, but I just told you, it's Tuesday. You had a Draft Dudes episode on Monday. You have a Draft Dudes episode today on a Tuesday. And you're going to have Draft Dudes episode again tomorrow on Wednesday. Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, but that's pacing to have a Draft Dudes episode every day of the week? Well, we have to deliver on Thursday and Friday, but sources sources close to the situation think there's a good chance. Of that happening. Yeah, because, you know, the college football season is less than 40 days away. And uh, that means business is about to pick up. The draft dudes are back on a daily basis. It's been a long time, folks. Joe, it's been, what, 18 months since we did a daily podcast? 18 months. 18 months. Here we are. And you folks, we promised you we had good stuff lined up for you. Uh, We'd like to think we're done the My Ultimate Series, although we will certainly be touching base and picking our favorite teams and Having that rubber match as far as who picked the best ultimate team according to 
the fine folks at EA Sports. So we'll get on that in the coming days and have the answer you've all been waiting for and who picked the, the best My Ultimate franchise for the 2018 season. But for now, we bid you adieu. We thank you for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, follow along with us. As I said, uh, we're back. You know, Every day this week, we are going to be bringing you some hashtag content. Don't miss it. Reach out to us on Twitter. Joe is at the Joe Marino. I am at Grinding the Tape. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino of the Draft Network. And thank you so much for listening to the Draft Dudes Podcast. Right now, join T-Mobile and get an unlimited family plan with Netflix included so you can watch in more places than ever before on your phone, tablet, or TV. Plus, buy one Samsung Galaxy S9 and get one free with 24 monthly bill credits so you and your family can binge your Netflix favorites on your new phones. Call 1-800-T-MOBILE or visit a store today. Unlimited data on their network. Video streams at 480p. Small fraction of customers using over 50 gigs per month may have reduced speeds. If you cancel balances due, well-qualified customers, full price, 720 plus tax. Finance agreements required. Netflix for two screens. Terms apply. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.